Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Praise the Lord. The title of my message is The Key to the Land of the Living. Exodus 2, we'll read from 1 to 10. The Bible says, And the man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. When she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, See, there are some blessings that God will bring your way that you can no longer hide. You may have done well hiding it at the beginning. But that blessing will begin to grow. I said that your blessing will begin to grow. You will no longer be able to conceal it. She took an ark of bulrushes for him, dubbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And his sister stood afar off, to know what will be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. When she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent a maid to get it. When she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse this child for you? And I asked myself before I proceed, why did she ask the question? How did she get the courage to approach Pharaoh's daughter? Why did she think an Egyptian cannot raise a Hebrew child? But because God is at work. And I pray that God is at work in your life. He will put you in the right place at the right time. Verse 8. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go! The maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And the child grew. Your blessing will grow. She brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. When I got there, I paused. She brought the child, which was her own child, to this woman. That's your baby. One of the reasons why many people don't get blessed is they don't have the capacity to release. We hold on to things that God wants to use to bless us. That child was not in a position to impact the nation as a baby. That child was not mature enough to make a difference. But this woman... Jacobet, she was operating in a frequency that was unusual. She knew that this child is a seed. And when you release your seed, it comes back to you multiplied. So she took the child to this woman and said, behold your son. And then she took the child and then Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses. Because I drew him out of water. The key to the land of the living. The land of the living is a common phrase which we use. The church should be awakened unto what God is saying. 
And that's why we want to look at this subject this morning. Because I hear in my spirit, this is an opportunity set. Set for the birthing of destiny shaping wonderful people of God. Sons and daughters of the kingdom. Amen. A people of power. A people of purpose. A people who are pursuers of destiny. Of kingdom agenda. This is the time for them. Now if we are believing that that is so. Then it means we must align ourselves with the timetable of God. Not only with the timetable, we must align ourselves with the strategy of God. How God wants to work it out at this time. Because I know clearly in my spirit, that is what's about to happen. That whether we are going through whatever the political situation or not, those ones should not determine our own end. Amen? Amen. Now it means we need to know that God. Just like Daniel told us in Daniel 11.32, the B part. He said, for those who know their God shall be strong and they shall do what? Exploit. And he didn't say that those who have heard of God. He didn't say those who knew him in the past, but not currently. It is those who know their God. And I pray that you will know God. Now how to know God is to spend time with him. Now we cannot afford to approach God on an assumed familiarity level. When you have an assumed familiarity with somebody or something, now you are assuming that that thing has not moved on. Now it's not that God changes, but God has never revealed himself totally to any man. So the closer you get to God, the more you know you don't know God. Are you listening to me now? Just like if you had a particular phone and you had a version of it six years ago, and somebody gives you another version, maybe seven, eight years later. You find out there are functions in it that you need to read up about. And that is the thing. If that can happen to a natural thing, imagine a God who is new every day. Many of us are actually losing out of the things God has prepared in a time and season. Because we are not pressing it to know that God. We come so quick and we just think, well, I know there's nothing new I need to get. So even when we come to church, our eyes and our hearts is not necessarily open to new things. But I pray that you will come into that season where your heart can be open to know God because an assumed familiarity leads to a fading knowledge because what you knew has already changed. Amen? It's like you go to a place that is dynamic. Things are changing. And changes bring about newness. And that's why we are saying we need to know God. Now, if you are a student of the Bible, and you read very well and understood, you will know something about God. That God bats greatness in times of adversity. In times that everybody is thinking, well, it's not happening. Well, there is trouble all over the place. God bats greatness. The Bible says that the creation is groaning for the manifestations of the sons of God. At a time that everybody is thinking, well, what's going to happen? God is actually saying, now, this is the time I'm going to bring out my best. You know, for folks who know a little bit about football, when a game is getting tough, people begin to shout, the game changer is on the bench. And there are certain people that they bring in at some key point, And they will change the story. I pray that God will change that evil narrative. Amen. It will bring you into a time of good story. Amen. You will finish well in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible tells us the things and the people that were birthed at difficult times. It's not just only being born naturally. Their ministries were birthed. Their purpose was revealed at a difficult time. 
Isaac didn't come in an ordinary time. It came at a time that the body was already old. It came at a time that it seems that all natural opportunity had gone. And I don't know who you are. If it seems that every natural way seems to be so hard. But there is a supernatural way coming your way. It will happen. Amen. So you find out that God's bad greatness at a time that it seems that things are hard. Isaac was birthed at such a time. Jacob, he discovered purpose at the most difficult time. His father-in-law was wasting him, was cheating him. Ten times over. But greatness was birthed in Jacob at a time that it seemed hard. God revealed an idea that was so unique to him. What about Samson? Samson was birthed into a family that seemed like whatever is going to happen. Not only was he born into a family that was considered barren, he was born into a nation at that time that everything was all over the whole place. Then you can talk about Samuel. You can talk about David. There was fear in the land. All the trained hands could not help. The king was hiding. His weapons were all hiding. But a little shepherd boy came on the scene. At a difficult time, he said, is there not a cause? His cause of his life became revealed. David came onto the national scene. I pray that you will come onto the national scene. At the time that people don't have an answer, may you be the answer. May you be the light shining. Because he said, you are the light of the world. See, that's what God said. Jesus Christ said, I am the light. And when he left the scene, he said, you are the light. May you bring light to every darkness. So you see, greatness is birthed at difficult times. When you look at Peter, James, and John, they were called into the ministry at a difficult time of their life. They had toyed all night. They caught nothing. They had given up hope, but light shone before the breaking of day. I prophesy into your life before the breaking of the day. I say God will show up in the name of Jesus. God's miraculous power is most felt at a season that the world around you is fearful. And the world around you is failing. And the world is faltering. His miraculous power is felt. If it's not God, my dear friends, then who is going to help you out? Rather than you thinking that your hope is lost, your hope can never be lost if it is in Jesus Christ. As a leader, and we are speaking to leaders this morning, I know there are leaders in different levels. Leaders of leaders. There is the leader, there is a leader. There is a leader following a leader. But in whatever capacity, you are a leader. And I want you to understand as a leader, you are a trailblazer. God wants you to chart the path for some other people to come. Amen. That's who we are called to be. We are supposed to understand that there are things we carry that is not meant to stop only with us. We are meant to chart a path. And in charting the path, my friend, God will allow you to have to go through certain things. You will have to go through teasers. You have to go through cobwebs. You have to go through thorns sometimes. You have to just battle some stuff, deal with some kind of demons, and pull down some structures so that those coming behind can find a freer path. They will have their own battles. But meanwhile, you are supposed to carve the way for them. Now, the path you are charting might not be wide. They may have to come and widen the road, but you will have done something. I pray that before your day is over, you will leave imprints on the face of this earth. 
I said it's not the number of years you live on earth. It's the path you live behind. It's the imprint of your footsteps. It's the people you touch. It's the lives you touch. It's the situations you change that we count at the end of the day. May your life not be wasted. First of all, I realize that Moses' parents, Imran and Jochebed, these two people demonstrated a kind of faith that was unusual. They showed us the key to the land of the living. But before we get to the key, I want to take you through the process. This man, Moses, the story of his birth. First of all, he was born in the wars of times and the difficult prevailing circumstance. There was death everywhere around Moses when he was born. There was a death sentence on all the male children of his time. Now, when you see a nation that pronounced death on all male children, that is a demonic regime. There was a regime that said, these people will not advance. A regime that said, any male child, which is back in the scriptures, that it's a prophecy that means the right hand of strength. Politically, it was not a stable time. Spiritually, it was not a good time. Legally, he had no ground to stand because the law was against them. And I thought about the things that may be birthed around this time. I thought about ministries being birthed around this time. When it seemed that, should we, should we not? Something that was not like that before. And then I hear the Holy Spirit saying to me, that the God that sustained Moses, at that time, he will sustain you too. I came to tell somebody here not to allow fear. Not to allow fear to shut you up. Not to allow fear to stop you in a room. Because God is still at work. And that God will show up in your case in the name of Jesus. Moses, despite the things that were strong, he was still born. And he survived the situation. Second thing you see about Moses. Well, as soon as he grew up to three months, Moses was put in a basket on the floating river. He was put in a basket. A river that was not a little pond at the back of a house. It was river now. It was not a friendly environment. All kind of marine animals were in there. And I said to myself, this child survived the sharks. Survived the crocodiles. And I said, therefore, any dream that God will bath into you in this season. I decree in the name of Jesus, in spite and despite of the prevailing circumstances, I pray that that baby will float through. In the name of Jesus, I said that baby will survive it in the mighty name of Jesus. This baby was put on a river. A river that was supposed to carry him to his death actually carried him to divine connection. There are situations in your life where something was meant for evil. But that was the season God connected you. That was the season God connected you. So what was meant to bury that child, actually carry that child and unlock his destiny. He brought you into a divine connection. I speak in the name of Jesus. When men may be thinking of disconnection, I pray that you will be walking into divine connection. In the name of Jesus. This is a season that God himself will work it out. May he work it out for you. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that while that child was put in there, Pharaoh's daughter came to birth at that particular time. 
And that was the fourth thing I saw in this story. And I realized that that was a time, it was not after, it was the time the baby was there. Which means there's something about the timing. And I said to you that is it right now, in the name of Jesus, you will not miss your time. You will not miss the time of visitation, your time of increase, your time of blessing, in the name of Jesus. Anger will not make you to miss it. I decree grace to come upon you grace to come upon you what you will naturally have walked away from I decree a holy arrest upon you in the name of Jesus and what's so interesting about this story is the God now raised the unusual helper God raised help he raised help from the enemy's camp someone who was completely unexpected there is no way that the vision of Moses would have been fulfilled if not for the way God worked it out. Somebody who does not owe you anything. Somebody who does not even need to be there for you. They will not know why they are helping you. <laughs> they will not know why they are helping you. They will rise up to your aid. They will say, I don't even know why I'm helping you. I don't know why I'm telling you. They are meant to sit on the other side of the table. But they are giving it to you right now. They are giving it to you. They are telling you the solution. They are telling you the standard. They are telling you what to expect. They are telling you where to get it. It is your day. It is your time. Receive it. A person who is supposed to kill that child became the mother. I can't explain it but God. God will give you stories that only God did it. What you can't explain why you don't know how it happened. That's when God is at work. The daughter of Pharaoh. Listen friends, when you read the Bible, you need to stop, pause, and ask questions. I always use my own word. I say I travel into the story. I know the palace is big. But it's impossible Pharaoh didn't see the Hebrew boy being raised in the palace. It's impossible. It's impossible Pharaoh didn't see his own daughter being pregnant. So if she was not pregnant, where did she get the baby? And not just the baby, a Hebrew baby. So okay, where is the Hebrew man? So that we can at least kill him. There are things in the scriptures that you must say. The God that stopped all kinds of normal reasoning. <laughs> Are you getting my point? The God that stopped all kinds of normal reasoning. God show up in this matter. I need you to show up. The medical report shows when it is like this, this is what must happen. Are you following me now? I'm not asking you not to think. I'm not asking you not to, but when, you, when something is beyond you, that's what I'm talking about. The God Kali Robostonaya that is able to confound the facts. He's able to confound the argument. God show up in my case. God renew my days. Father argue my case. Lord show up in this matter. That is your prayer. That is your prayer. It's a key to the living. Because there are facts that will confuse you. And will almost take faith out of you. And not put fear. But when you see this kind of story, you hold on to them. And they will think you are crazy. 
You say this is in the Bible. This happened for real. I received this one. This is my own story. A child that was supposed to die was raised by the state fund. Father, in the name of Jesus, this my business will not die. This my dream will not die. This my ministry will not die. Are you following me now? Whatever it is you are praying for, you now put it there. You begin to decree it. Because you believe in a God that is alive. I just want to introduce this and come back later. Timing. The sixth thing I saw in this story, his own mother, God paid for raising him. Now that didn't make sense. Any mother knows, this one, I'm doing it free of charge. And I'm doing it gladly. The mother, his own mother, was called upon to raise him and they were paying her. And they were telling her, sorry, your wages must not be late. And she too was taking the money. You know, she didn't even say leave it. <laughs> she didn't say leave it. She was getting state fund for raising her own child. <laughs> That one really blew my mind. I said, God, you are full of humor. And then for a moment, the Holy Spirit just took me to the next door. They were mourning. They were mourning. But she was raising her child. A thousand may fall on your right. Ten thousand on your left side. It will not come to your own house. In the name of Jesus! Only joy and rejoice will be had in your tabernacle. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number seven. I now looked at the whole thing. The reason why all this became possible was because his parents, Moses' parents, aligned themselves by faith to God. They aligned themselves I pray that you will align yourself Amen. by faith. Amen. Faith has works. It's not just by mouth. I pray you will align yourself. Friend, when you align yourself by faith, it is always crazy. Not normal people put a baby, three-month-old baby, on water. Not normal people carry a child back to a mother that they know is not a child and say, here is your son. And nobody... <laughs> That's not normal. She could have run away. After she has taken out the state fund, the child has grown. Run for your life. But she brought the child as a seed. That was what... As I read her, I just remember Samuel's mother. Who took an oath before God? And God answered. Many of us will say, this one, at least I've got this one. It's another one, you will not come. Boron! Because she has not had another child. She now brought that child to the house of the Lord and left him there. That's Samuel's mother. There was no other child. This God. Hey. Do you know why she was raising Samuel? Her husband was also sleeping with her. She was not pregnant. Oh, friends. There are things you will see when you saw those three open my eyes when you read the Bible. Why was she not pregnant before returning Samuel? 
But God will hold some miracles. <laughs> Watch what's in your hand. This seed in your hand. You now think you have become a boss. He's watching. But then she brought that child back. Released the child and went back home. And I thought about what the husband or Penina, what should we say? <laughs> this woman, somebody has taken her brain and put sawdust there. First, she didn't have a child. Now she got one. Look at all my own children here. This one is in SS1. This one is this one. This one is going to university next week. And she had one. Took it to church. They've taken her brain. While she was messing with Hannah, God poured oil. Somebody here receive it. Fresh oil for miracles. Your old testimony is old. Receive a new one. Receive a breakthrough. Receive a breakthrough. Receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. This woman brought the seed. So it was what she did that aligned herself. Now, you see to me, but Pastor, when did she align herself? That's why I'm going to take you back to what led to all this. In Exodus chapter 2, we read it earlier on. Message translation. How she saw. This child is not an ordinary child. Exodus 2, verse 2. The woman became pregnant. And then she had a son. So this pregnancy will not die within me. Are you following me now? I will deliver it. Art will see what's on the inside. He said she saw there was something special about him. Now when you sit down and watch every mother of a baby. People sit in the classroom there and know this. Mothers sit down with their babies. And every mother believes their own child is special. Are you getting my point? So this is the thing about this woman. The Bible said she could see this child. There was something special about him. So while the midwives have done their part, you know there were midwives involved in this story. She now had a perspective of God. So that's what I'm saying. You must know your God. And then the God she knows now touch her spirit. This is a special child. Okay. If she knew it was a special child, then what she could have done was to find a way to run away with that child. So now let's consider all the options. Now time does not allow me the luxury of really painting the story. But so she knew there was something special about him and she hid him. And then after three months, she now took a crazy step. She put him on the river. And so when I saw that, the number of scriptures dropped in my spirit as the key to the living. Because he had conflicts in her heart. In my hand, it's a special child. Outside is confusion. Outside is death. What do I do with what was special? And what is special which I cannot raise in an environment that is toxic? The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 13, as I begin to round up. Here is what David said. 
He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I said you will see the goodness of the Lord. You will see it in the land of the living. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed. Had means I had it in me before I believed. Are you following me now? You must believe before this challenge comes upon you. Because whatever is coming on the face of the earth should not be the thing that would determine your testimony. Don't let that determine your faithfulness to God. Don't let it determine your service unto God. I would have lost heart. I would have. I would have. Unless I had believed. What to believe? Let it be unto you in Jesus' name. Lamentation 3, 22 to 26. It says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. You will not be consumed. The mercies there talks about the fact there are times that our actions does not measure up, but there is mercy of God. Are you, are you here? You see, when you see that Abraham believed the Lord, he was counted to him for, for righteousness, you know you studied Abraham many times, there are actions that he did that shows that he faltered here and there. But there's something called mercy. I said there is mercy. In every area where you have failed and faltered, may the mercy of the Lord cover you. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. You will not be consumed by political oppositions. You will not be consumed by financial challenges. You will not be consumed by demonic threats in the name of Jesus. You will not be consumed by medical challenges. I said the Lord's mercy will sustain you. He said his compassions will not fail. It will not fail. Watch what he says. The Bible says in the next verse, it says, The Lord is my portion. Shout it out. It says, Compassions, they are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. New every morning. New every morning. New every morning. New every morning. His mercies will never fail. Don't think, oh, Last month, it was what I did. It was what happened. Listen to me, it's a new day. You can receive a new mercy. You can receive a new compassion of God. Great is his faithfulness. You begin to decree newness. Life to be at work. The fact that that business idea is still in you, it means you are still, we are still on the course. You are still on the line. As something that is live in you, there is hope in you. New every morning. Are you still here? The Bible says, the Lord is my portion. In any situation you'll find yourself, the Lord is your portion. Says my soul. You must get to a point where you are educating your soul how to function. The body may be wasting. The body may be challenged. But there must be a stronger force on the inside that says the Lord is my portion. Hallelujah. <laughs> he said, therefore, I will hope in 
him, not in my banker, not in my, oh Jesus. I will hope in him, not in what I see. I will hope in God. We'll hope in him. To the soul who seeks, it is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And as I round up this message, so I go back to David. He said, I had hoped and therefore I believed that I will see the salvation of the Lord in the land of the living. How did he do it? Psalm 56 verse 11 to 13. The Bible says, in God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. Who are you putting your trust in these seasons? In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? What can any economic alliance do to me? In God I put my trust. Now watch what it says in verse 12. He says, vows made to you are binding upon me. Now many people don't read that. You think vows are binding on God? Fine. God will not break his own vows. He won't break his own covenant. But neither should you. When the mother of Moses took that child, she was under obligation, a contractual arrangement. Take this child. Nothing for me. I will give you your wages. But she was under an obligation. And so she brought the child back. And so David said, vows made to you are binding upon me. Oh God, I will render unto you praises. For you have delivered my soul from death. Can you join it all to see how Moses made it? Because God delivered his soul from death. God delivered your soul from death. Amen. And have you not kept my feet from falling? Kept my feet from falling? When it didn't feel like it. When it didn't look like it. When it was hard to stand. You kept me from falling. I tried to stand that stubble. I tried to drop the habit. I, I struggled. But you kept me standing. You propped me up. You kept me coming back. To seek you. And I was saying, am I seeking you in vain? You said, no. When will I get better? You said, keep on coming. I said, this water seems to be overtaking me. You said, I'm, I'm going to sustain you. You said, Lord, will I ever make it? Can I stand among the gathering and the committee of men? You said, just keep on coming. If you can trust me. I said, well, I can't see you. He said, just keep on hearing my voice. If you can hear me. I know you can't see, but you can develop other senses at this time. If you can only hear. I was hearing and I was coming until I could see faintly. First, like shadows. I could see like trees. Men walking. Like trees, and until I could see clearly, and God, you sustained me until I could stand on my two feet. And I said, God made it. I don't know how He did it, but He made a way. Ah, how He made a way. I don't know what I'm talking to anybody in the house this morning who God made a way for. That's what He did for David. Therefore, David said, Watch what He said. Because He said, You delivered me from falling and delivered my feet from death. He said, That I may walk before you in the light of the living God. You cannot walk in the land of the living without the light of the living God. Did you get what I just said to you? You want to walk in the land of the living? You begin with the light of the living. Why? Because 
you walk in darkness, grouping, but the light guides you to the right place. You must stumble, but you still stand. For the righteous must stumble. They may fall, but the Lord will prop you up. I want to begin to talk to God and thank him this day. He has given you the key to the land of the living. And you will use that key. Because it's called the light of God. Come on somebody. Begin to talk to God and thank him for that light. Thank him for that grace. Thank him that he sustained you. Financial challenges. Health challenges. Relationship challenges. Receive grace. To make it. In the name of Jesus. You will testify. You will stand tall. You will stand tall. In the name of Jesus. You will dance on the grave of what was sent to take you out. You will dance on the grave of what was sent to take you out. People will say, how did you make it? You will say, God. How did you make it? You will say, Lord, we receive breakthroughs right now. Let your light shine on our hearts as we receive key for the living. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless.